Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. Starting a family can be a very exciting time. However, it's important to get your finances in order before the arrival of your baby. If you're hoping to start a family sometime in the future or are expecting a child soon, then this episode is the perfect episode for you as I'm joined with Emily, founder of She Does Money, to talk about how you can financially prepare for children. Hi Emily, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, thank (laughs) you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's it's rainy where I am. How is it where you are? It was raining earlier, but now we're in the clear and hopefully it stays that way. Fingers crossed. (laughs) But please introduce yourself to everyone listening. Right. Well, I'm Emily. I currently run the She Does Money kind of financial education platform, uh, which started out as my own little personal finance journey and finding my way in adult world because <laughs> no one teaches you this stuff yeah yeah just kind of go from there I am currently seven months pregnant and expecting a baby boy at, well originally at the beginning of August but more likely going to be late to July now so yeah excited to kind of share what I can yeah. <laughs> people about the kind of ups and downs of this journey and like mm-hmm. what, what to consider yeah and I'm sure there has definitely been a lot of different ups and downs um but exciting news nonetheless and this is why I'm very excited to have you on and obviously She Does Money is a fab financial education platform I've like we said before recording I've been following your page for the longest time and I feel like we've just never kind of like our paths never crossed but this is why I'm here to have you on now but obviously for those that don't already know your page I'm very keen to know what actually made you start your platform um, well, it started as like an account for me to share my own journey, um, yeah. paying off debt. So I had a little bit of debt and I'd kind of, through chance, I think found like, you know, the debt-free community on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was following a few pages, but obviously didn't feel comfortable sharing the fact I had debt and sharing yeah. all of that in front of my friends on my own page. So I created... It was originally called Millennial Saves because I was like, I'm a millennial, I want to save money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like how it started. And then I guess on that page, I then started sharing some of the things that I was learning because I was like, oh, other people might find this interesting in the community because I decided to like, you know, read a few books outside and did like a few online courses with the uh, Open University. Like the yes, I did one of them. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to share that. And I realized that those posts like did really well. And that was the information that people were needing. Yeah. And there wasn't really anything that was like, at the time there was like a few accounts, but there wasn't like, I mean, I feel like there are a lot now, but at the time there wasn't that many accounts. And like, I was like, there's not a lot of like relatable information Mm. for women, especially younger women wanting to learn what the hell you're supposed to do with money. How do you manage your finances and all of this? So I just started sharing like not only my own journey but all the information as well and it just kind of grew from there from people asking me like oh can you do one-on-ones can you you know teach more about this and then started doing some workshops and yeah it just kind of all slowly built from there which is a bit mad really when I I think about like where I am now and like Mm -hmm. how I started little old me with (laughs) (laughs) just some debt and some tech start on Instagram like 
Hi guys. <laughs> and this is how it all starts though, isn't it? It's literally exactly the same really. And obviously now your community of like what, nearly 18, 19K on Instagram, which is huge. So guys, if you don't know, go get to know because it is a fab page. But obviously we'll talk more about where to find you towards the end. But as we delve into this conversation about, you know, preparing for a child or a family in general, I think it's really important to think about what you need to consider before starting a family. I think like, I think you know, and I know from what I've heard from other people is that sometimes a baby can really like very much spring up on you <laughs> so you know I'm here to ask you like you know what do people actually need to consider before even starting a family I mean I think it's really important from the get-go before when you even start thinking about it in your mind is are you ready like mm. emotionally and kind of commitment wise because it is a massive commitment I yeah. think a lot of people and I think I did I I think I remember from like the moment I was 16, me being almost being like, I'm old enough to be a mum now. Like, I don't know why. It's always <laughs> been a thing in my head. So it's almost like my whole life, I was like, right, I'm going to be a mum. I'm going to be a cool mum. But when I think about whether or not I was ready for it, I absolutely was not. <laughs> so, yeah, working out whether you're like emotionally ready for that massive commitment and how you would feel if you were to get pregnant like tomorrow. Yeah. Because as I've learned myself, it can just happen when you're, unex- you know, you're not expecting it. So working out how you're going to deal with that emotionally, because obviously there mm. are really important decisions to be made at that point. Even if you are thinking, I do want a family right now, or actually I might want a family in the future. Yeah. And secondly is working out how, how slash who you're going to do it with. I know not everyone chooses to do it with a partner. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who's doing it on her own right now. And I always said to myself, like, if I got to a certain age that I would do it by myself. Mm. So I think have that thought, is the person you're with now the person that you want to do this with? And also obviously open up that conversation with them right from the get-go. Because I remember when I was with my partner in like the kind of really early days, we've probably been together about six months. He was talking about how... Um, like some of his friends at work, he has an all-female team other than him at work. Wow. They're all talking <laughs> about like their children and all their like horror stories. I remember he came home and was telling me about it and was like, I just don't understand why like anyone would ever like want children and all of this. And I was just like, oh my God, oh, no. I'm going to have to leave him. Uh, I really like this one. Because <laughs> obviously to me, I was like, well, it's a non-negotiable. I know that this mm. is what I want to do. So it's making sure you're really open about that from the get-go and that you're with your partner thankfully turns out he does want a family (laughs) just wasn't necessarily ready for it in that moment when when they were having that conversation understandably understandably. yeah (laughs) so I think obviously those are the big things like the emotional side of it and who you're doing it with Mm. whether you're on the same page before you even start to really consider the the financial side of it because obviously the financial side of it is huge Mm -hmm. but the kind of thing I've learned about learning about money and kind of working on my money mindset is actually focusing on where I want to be first and then reverse engineering it and going, okay, how do I get there? What do I need to be able to get there? And then working out from a financial point of view, okay, how much do I need to be earning? How much do I need to be saving? How am I going to do that? And kind of doing it that way. Yeah, no, thank you. Because those are two really, really good points. And actually the first one, probably not something I'll consider very much in the fact that you know one a child is a huge commitment I feel like when you're thinking of like having a child you just you kind of forget that's your child like the rest of your life yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> like it's not actually just a baby for a couple of months and then it just stays a baby like it actually is like a huge commitment full stop like you know that's yeah. something that you definitely have to consider also like you said the emotional side of it like there's so much that goes on with a pregnancy and the fact that you know you're carrying a child if you're a woman or you know if you know someone that you, your partner is pregnant you know there's a lot of emotional I wouldn't say challenges but I think a lot goes on in that like I know what I'm like during my time of the month let alone if I was then gonna have to carry a baby for nine months like it is a lot it is a lot and I feel like again people need to consider that and also who you're going to be having your child with Emily that was actually such a good point because again yeah something you don't really think about in all aspects because again you know some children can happen mistakenly or you know for example but it's really important that if you do decide to keep the baby it's really important that you are happy with that partner or you are happy to you have the support network around you if you don't Mm -hmm. have a partner in that scenario yeah absolutely so obviously your little one is due very very soon which is very exciting and obviously for those in a similar position who may be listening to the podcast now what would be your top tips for financially preparing for a baby I think I know I touched on it just at the end of my like last answer that is a workout where you want to be once the baby's here like obviously pregnancy is a huge part of it Mm. the minute you get pregnant you start you know you start thinking about all of that and then you start thinking about the initial kind of couple of months and I'm very much like that my mindset works like that I'm very much like okay first three months and then I'll deal with the future and actually it's been really helpful in that my partner is very much like thinking five years in the future (laughs) where are we going to send them to school where are we going to do all this so together we've kind of worked out that actually the most important thing is working out what we want our life to look like Mm. with a child you know do I work do I stay at home do I do part-time those sort of questions where in the country do we live is actually a big thing because we're probably going to move to like closer to a support network so there's there's so many things that you do need to consider and then it's like you can reverse engineer it from there Mm. so the minute you kind of work out okay I want to work part-time okay cool how much money do we need to be bringing in together in order to kind of cover our household bills yeah a bit of extra spending and maybe a buffer and then working out, okay, how many, not maybe how many hours I need to do, but also like what kind of wage I need to be looking for if I'm going to be reapplying for a job. And it's, yeah. so it's kind of reverse engineering it that way, rather than I think people often feel stuck in their financial position. Yes. And I'll look at their finances now and go, oh my gosh, I can barely, you know, I can barely look after myself. Mm-hmm. How am I ever going like, to afford to have a child? But I think it's one of those things where, you do make it work and you do have time like yes you know pregnancy nine months in the grand scheme of things (laughs) isn't very long but it's enough to kind of have that time to think okay where am I going to get this money from where can I cut in my budget currently yeah yeah so obviously you know a lot like obviously as a finance guru I'm sure you're aware of all the budgeting methods that are out there are there any specific budgeting methods you maybe would recommend to those planning to you know have a baby or they've never budgeted before and now they have to kind of work out you know the extra cost of having a child yeah I mean I think this is like my favorite so this is like my favorite budgeting technique that I honest I wish I could teach everyone in the world <laughs> and it's what helped me click from like budgeting to like okay financial priorities so it's mm-hmm. you've probably heard of it right having a bare bones budget oh I haven't actually no 
So I, I can't even remember I saw this, but it essentially means working out like if you, you say you have like no income coming in and you have to look at your household expenditure and work out what you need to survive. So simply the things to survive, nothing else. Hence why it's called bare bones budget, like living off the bare bones. So, you know, really tight food budget, the rent's covered, the bills are covered, those kinds of things. Working out how much that is and then trying to get that down as far as possible. It's also bringing those, those fixed expenditures down because then what happens is I think a lot of people once they do that exercise realize oh my god I earn loads more than that and then they realize oh my god all that other spending that I'm doing is actually optional spending yes I don't need to be doing it I want to I choose to and that's Mm -hmm. absolutely fine but I think it's getting that first step is so so important and especially if you're going to have a child because you know you're the chances are you're going to be on maternity leave for an amount of time mm-hmm. that means that the household like money coming in is going down you need to know how much you need to survive off and then you can work from there yeah. so chances are we're very fortunate and we can just about manage on like one income but we wouldn't want to but yeah, we know course. that because you know we've looked at every single area of our budget where can we cut where can we cut where can we cut and been really ruthless because it's like mm. treating it as if you were to lose your job tomorrow what can we do? how do we survive that and then everything else extra is just like you almost feel relieved and you feel better spending that money because it's like well I know everything else is covered so it's absolutely fine yeah. and I feel really good you know putting this to savings I feel really good spending this much on myself this month and we're going to spend this like, we're going to have the takeaways here so yeah, I think that's the main thing is getting that bare bones budget down and then building from it with all your like mm-hmm. additional money that yeah. you have. Wow. Okay. Bare bones budgeting. Guys, make take note because I've actually never heard of that term before. So <laughs> Emily, I love that. And it is actually true because I think, you know, a lot of us or some like me, I can easily spend a set amount each month and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, my salary or what I pay myself each month just about covers everything. But then when you actually do bare bones, my outgoing is probably like, 300 400 pounds a month and you actually realize oh everything else that you said is just optional spending so I could really cut down on the amount I go out with my friends if I was ever going to be struggling you know so that is actually a very good way of looking at it but I'm also keen to know how your budget from now pre-child is going to be changing once the baby's here in terms of like what extra costs do you reckon you'll have to now account for because all I can think of is like nappies (laughs) (laughs) I think the main thing actually that is what's going to happen with our budget is we currently do our own like separate finances. Mm-hmm. We always have like completely separate finances. We do 50-50. It just kind of works for it works for us. And it's what yeah. we've agreed to when we moved in together. But now we're very much like, well, if I go on maternity leave and I'm earning less money, mm-hmm. We have to work something out because I can't then continue to pay 50-50. Of course. Otherwise, I would have no money left or I would, you know, get in debt kind of trying to survive. So the biggest change in our budget is actually going to be combining our finances and doing all of that, which is a little bit scary. Like the yeah. first time ever combining finances again, you need to do it with someone you trust. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> but in terms of like additional spending, actually not a lot okay you think it's a lot more and I so I have like reached out to so many people and been like right what are the extra costs mm-hmm. I need to know <laughs> actually most of them are like oh, it's it's not an awful lot 
Okay. So good. yeah, there are like nappies, but they're not too expensive. A big expense is if you're going to formula feed. Okay. Because that is ridiculously expensive. <laughs> wow. It's really interesting you say that actually, because I wouldn't have known that. No. So I'm going to try breastfeeding purely because I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel you on that one. I would as well. If that's the cheap option. That's what I'm going to be going for. So I'm just like, just give it a go. But we're going to get like, you know, an emergency box of yeah. in case but I mean obviously not everyone wants to breastfeed not everyone mm-hmm. can breastfeed so yeah. if you're having to use formula that's going to be an added expense I mean yeah. I don't I know they're about 10 pound for a box I don't know off the top of my head how long a box lasts because I haven't obviously I haven't done it I think that's the big thing actually with like working out the budget is we me and my partner are very fortunate in that we know that there's room in our budget we currently save a lot of money because we're mm. saving up to buy a house. So we're saving up a lot of money and we know that we can just reduce that yeah. to cope and kind of deal with it and see where it comes. I mean, I've we've already increased our food spending this year, which obviously with the cost of living crisis. Yes. But so we increased it from about £300 a month to about £400 a month. Wow just to kind of I don't expect we'll use the full 400 Mm -hmm. but it's like if I increase it we can see how much we're using and then put the extra in like a little pot and yeah another little pot to save up but what we're probably going to do is just try and keep it and see where we go Mm. but yeah I don't expect too much I wouldn't say more than a hundred a month okay that is also because you know I'm I'm a very frugal person <laughs> <laughs> this is where I feel like we connect because I'm very much the same very the same I've been buying everything <clears throat> everything off of like Vinted and eBay and Facebook oh, cute. yes there's like a handful of clothing that we bought brand new just because I like, walked in a shop and been like oh that's cute but otherwise I've just been getting bundles and everything like that off of other people for like really cheap like 50 pieces of clothing for like five to ten pounds wow so it's Honestly, I don't, I don't know any why anyone buys anything new, but I know it's like a personal preference. But there's so much you can get secondhand because obviously they grow out of it so quickly. So parents are like, and my mum's always said that. Yeah, my mum's always said that. (laughs) So I think we're just probably going to keep doing that. If we see things that we need, you know, we're we're kind of very much playing it by ear. Okay, we need this. Okay, I'm going to give Facebook Marketplace search, give Vinted a search, and then if we can't find it and we really do need it. Amazon Prime (laughs) yeah but I think yeah just kind of playing it by ear and seeing what you need rather than jumping in and being Mm. like I need this 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 this, and this yeah because I think you're sold and this is my partner says this he's like like pregnancy and like newborn stuff and the things they get you to buy and they market towards you is the biggest scam Mm. of all time like we were we were in boots yesterday looking at these like things I like, I don't know, support things that go in like prams and oh, yes. <laughs> stuff like that, like 40, 50 pounds, Stop brand it. new. And I was like, I literally just bought that on Vinted the other day for a fiver. Like, <laughs> it is honestly, the biggest scam is when they kind of tell you that you have to buy all these things brand yes. new or the pressure to have to buy things brand new. And you you absolutely don't. I mean, obviously there are a few things that is completely personal choice, mm. whether you want to buy something new or secondhand, but most of like the day-to-day things that you're going to be using, like clothes, secondhand, 
nappies they're not too expensive if you want to go down the reusable route and you can kind of do that initial spending because that's kind of the main thing there is yeah more of an upfront cost but will save money over time there are and that's the thing there's so many variables there's so many like things that are personal preference that Mm -hmm. one person's like baby budget is going to be completely different to the next person's No, thank you for sharing that because I feel like, again, it's always good to have other people's perspectives because, again, if I was to have a child tomorrow, I would never have ever thought of going on Vinted or Facebook Marketplace for these types of things. And actually, like you say, they grow so quickly. And my mum's always said this, like you spend so much money at the beginning because you're like really like you know excited for this baby. And then you realise also you probably spent like a grand on baby clothes. And I know someone that has done that. And it's just crazy or like a friend in the past of mine had a pram that they pay like 650 pounds for and it's just it can be so much because then you feel like pressured to be like oh I feel Mm -hmm. like I should be spending that kind of money as well for my baby when it comes Mm -hmm. but now showing that insight and again this is why I have people like you on to share different tips and insights into what you can do as well as alternatives because life is expensive right now (laughs) yeah and I think this is the thing I mean I joined quite a lot of like Facebook groups of kind of people that are pregnant around the same time as me so we kind of mm. get to go through the journey together and I remember there were a couple of a uh, couple of girls in there that were doing like appointments with mamas like private appointments with mamas and papas to like get nursery furniture and like I I was just honestly I'm like good like good feet like clearly like they I think these people obviously they wanted a child for a while they've been trying for a while yeah they're the opposite situation for me so they will had time to save up for all the things they really really wanted mm. but I was just like oh my gosh I could I mean my kid took hasn't even got his own room he's got a crib next to next to our bed and that is about it and we'll kind of deal with it as it comes <laughs> Like that, no expense spared on this child. Because I'm like, they won't remember. But again, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, it's just complete personal preference. But you're right, you do see other people spending. Like, I mean, would I love to have a bigger house so that my child can have their own bedroom straight away and like decorate it all and have his own furniture? Of course. But unfortunately, not my reality. So mm. I'm just going to deal with it and just keep myself on my budget and. It's, yeah, it's, again, it's like working out those financial priorities. Like, what's a priority yeah. for you is going to be different to me. Yeah, and a loving home is what matters the most at the end mm. of the day, isn't it? So, as long as you've got that and you've got that support network, then I mean, mamas and papas, Facebook and marketplace. I mean, the child's never going to know the difference. But yeah. no, thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that. But obviously, you know, you've done you've done seven months now of your pregnancy. Would you say there is anything you have particularly struggled with at all? I mean I would just say all of it but (laughs) no I mean I don't want to like you're selling it you're selling it Emily (laughs) you know why because I feel like I was sold a really romanticized version of pregnancy and Mm -hmm. I was like I really want to be pregnant really want to get pregnant I can't wait to be pregnant it's going to be like so magical like having a baby bump and I'm here and I'm like oh my days get this child out of me (laughs) so I do keep it real first trimester is hard mm-hmm. you're tired all the time you feel sick all the time. obviously it doesn't apply to everyone but yeah for me that second trimester great times great that's times. the best one because you're not too big yet that mm-hmm. it's like annoying and the, the all the first trimester things have gone so you kind of feel like a normal person yeah but you know you're getting a bit bigger around the middle mm. and then the third trimester it just it's all downhill again <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you're, you're huge. I mean, I'm officially huge now. Everyone says it to me when they see me. Sometimes, you know, I'll be walking and I'm like, he's sat on my bladder. I just have to stop. I just really? have, to do, I have to do a jiggle in the middle of the street to get him to move off my bladder. Sometimes your hips hurt. You're just <laughs> really selling it. You know, you get gestational <laughs> diabetes if you're lucky. If you're really lucky, you also get, what have I got now? Got obstetric coleostatus, which is like a liver condition. Oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Obviously, some people have amazing pregnancies and it's fantastic. I, I have been dealt the short end of the stick, <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still enjoying it. And, you know, I love like feeling him like move around and, yeah. and wiggle. And it is, it is still really nice. It's been really nice getting my partner to like do all the household chores. Of course. <laughs> Take advantage whilst you can. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've relished in that. And it has, it has, you know, it is good because I know that at the end it's going to be, and I like everyone says, the end it's always worth it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it has its struggles. It is hard. I don't want to tell anyone it's not hard. <laughs> uh, I think it's harder than you imagine if you've not been pregnant before, mm. but it, it is, it's nice. I mean, even right now, like, I can feel him wiggling and it's like because he knows you're know. talking about him that's yeah. why <laughs> so yeah it's, it's it is nice as well and then obviously at the end you get your little your little screaming cute pudgy Baby. thing so yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> well no well thank you for sharing the real talk because I feel like a lot of people again you know it's really easy to see on Instagram I feel like everyone in my feed is pregnant in the like social influencer world and obviously it, it looks so glamorized so mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here giving me the real talk because <laughs> you know I need to be prepared for that kind of thing especially in, like in the few years if it ever was to come but obviously before we kind of round up this conversation today obviously you touched on a bit like a bit about like Facebook groups and stuff like that are there any other particular resources you would recommend people should check out when planning for their child? I would say don't necessarily bother buying anything resource wise, unless you really want to. There are so many courses and books out there on like, you know, positive birth, hypnobirthing, all of these sorts of things that you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need to read. Obviously, if you want to, you can, but a lot of this content as with anything is kind of out there for free. If you, you kind of do, if you kind of look around. So the number one thing I would say is, join the places where people are having those discussions so Facebook groups there are so many Facebook groups I found so many in my local area but also ones just dedicated to you know first-time mums ones that are dedicated to people having babies around the same time so you can like really chat and like that's been a really helpful thing because if you've got a question you're like okay guys like is anyone else experiencing this or you know has anyone else you know ever had this happen and you're like what do I do about you know there's it's having that support network yeah where you don't necessarily have that support network outside mm. so yeah Facebook groups are really really helpful mum's net I try not to go on mum's net but I found a few of the Facebook groups through mum's net yeah. especially early on when you're like have all the questions it can be helpful and then also there's uh, the peanut app which is okay. like an app for mothers to find other mothers like it's like a, it's like a tinder for mums but there's also like really great groups on there so you can join groups again like in your local town or around like the same birth time just so you can like get that online support network mm. I guess because sometimes you don't want to ask like your mum <laughs> <laughs> 
about things that are going on because some of it's quite intimate yeah or like yeah cringy that you don't want to talk about Mm. so it's nice to kind of have a group of strangers that you don't really know yeah yeah (laughs) and ask them the questions no thank you so much I do feel like you can never underestimate or undermine the power of a good Facebook group because mm-hmm. so many have helped me in the last couple of years running a side hustle running all things money like Facebook groups are amazing but with that app as well I'll make sure I'll leave a link to that in the podcast description guys so if you are expecting a baby or planning for one then I'll definitely um, leave some links in the podcast description but yeah thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today Emily honestly it was such a good chat especially as it's something I've never had to do myself yet but I feel like you gave some really good tips and insight into you know your journey and I'm very excited to see little baby boy when he comes into the world but before I let you go if people would like to follow you or sign up to your membership where can people go to do so I mean as you've said I'm um, well quite easily findable on Instagram just I'm um, she does money but like everywhere yeah uh, so <laughs> when in doubt just search she does money but yeah mostly on Instagram that's where I have everything there's a, a kind of free Facebook group if that's that's people's jam or of course there is the membership which is kind of has a lot of courses and educational content on there there's uh, two courses on there a um, monthly group chat private community free workshops all of that is in there and that's on the website but you know link in bio that's what we say always (laughs) always always yeah I'll share those links as well in the podcast description but yeah thank you so much Emily for joining me on the podcast today Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's been like it's been good. It's been good to get everything offload, off, <laughs> offload about pregnancy and babies. Oh no, thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure you tune back in next week.